0: Log Talk Radio <laughs> I
1: Love the thing music is on Love the thing music Well, good morning and hello, everyone. Happy, happy Wednesday. It is March 27th. Oh, my goodness. March is out of here, clearly out of here. And hopefully, with it leaving us, we'll find some spring. How about that? But anyway, thanks so much for listening to Loretta McNary Love. As always, thank our sponsor. Let us rescue you hair care and skin care products. Um, Gloria Carroll, the Loretta McNary TV show. I'm so excited about today's show. And I know you say, Loretta, you say that about all your shows, but you know what? I hear that you guys say that too after you have heard the show, so I will not disappoint. Matter of fact, I call this show a double dose of inspiration because I have one of my newfound friends on the phone with me, and you have to go to her website and check her out. So then you will find out why you should expect nothing less then a double dose of inspiration. Everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live for the very first time,
0: and hopefully them will be others,
1: Miss Ashley Burgess. Hi, Ashley. Hey.
0: Good morning, Loretta. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love the show. It's great.
1: (laughs) We have a lot of fun here. I may or may not take calls depending on how deep we get in our conversations and if there's a stopping place. And we may take a few. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, We'll see how it goes because we have so much to talk about. So much to share with our audience today, and uh, with you being a certified
0: Master Life Coach,
1: I thought we could kind of talk about several different areas of topics today, if that's okay with you.
0: I'm up for it, Loretta, whatever. I'm here, I'm here, so I'm just glad to be on your show.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, let's give everybody, you know, a brief background of yours, and then we'll start talking about done and you know you're always on the news somewhere talking they love you it's like you're you're part of their staff because when i went to your i googled you of course i googled all my guests so it's, it's nothing i just like to see how awesome they are i hear how awesome they are i say how awesome you guys are and then i can back it up with google so i love that so just tell us how you get started with what you're doing and you know we'll go from there
0: well you know loretta um you know, I think we all kind of get started how we get started, and I think that life has really propelled me into, uh, you know, some people say that it's real-life knowledge and, and base, and, and, and then you have your education and you have your secondary education and you kind of kind of fall into or you recognize finally the thing that you're good at. And I think a lot of times we, we start on a certain path, right, and that path is either dictated by our family or what we think we should be or what society probably deems that we should be.
1: And then we
0: finally find that thing, you know, that thing that we realize, hey, we've always been good at this. Let's make it work. Let's really explore it. And a lot of times it can be uncomfortable to begin with. Um, I think because a lot of times we're having to work with the fact that we want to be good, we want to be, we, we want it to work. But at the same time, we're scared of our own success as well. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but I mean, some I think for I think for most of us, I'm sure for most of your listeners. You know, everybody knows that they want to be successful, but yet at the same time, we find ourselves kind of scared of success because what happens if actually, if we win? What happens if we actually can do this? What happens if we actually do what we set out to do? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm so glad you
1: said that because I was talking to a friend last night, and she and I have had this conversation many times, the same conversation. She says, and I love her dearly, and I can understand why she is in this this, um, area, and I I want you to probably, you know, to say something that can help her. She is still waiting. She doesn't know what she's supposed to be doing. She's so talented in so many areas, but now she's like, like you said, almost afraid that when she does this she's going to become super successful and her whole world is going to change. And so she's still stuck in that place of I don't know what to do.
0: I understand, and it's a lot of times we have to kind of find ourselves. And I think the first thing, advice to your friend, to anybody that's listening that has the same dilemma in their life is kind of just sit down and really clarify, writing down things that you've been good at. Really think about the things that when you were a kid that you loved doing. Because, you know, it's, it really goes back to that. And, and, and that's what I found is that I used to write um, when I was a kid, when I was five, six, seven defining love and defining this and defining that. And I was in debate, and I was second in the nation debate, and I would define justice and social ramifications, and I would give this stuff to my mom, and and I was so (laughs) proud, you know. And she would read all this political essay definitions of, you know, value argumentations, and I finally realized, though, it's only going to be a small group of people that's going to read that, but yet I understand the human condition. I can understand people use that to my advantage as far as, making that into something that I can create that I'm not having to wait on other people to do. Because a lot of times we, we, we try to create something, but we need other people involved, which we always need other people involved. But a lot mm-hmm. of times you have to bring something to the table that we can kind of somewhat control. And I know control is an interesting word, but we can control ourselves and what we do, and our, you know, our work ethic is a big deal. So I think if she can kind of go back and think about what is it that she loves to do as a child... What really brings a smile to her face? What really makes her happy? Get away from everything that society says. Get away from everything that her parents did and what she thinks she should do to really find that and kind of embark on that. I think she might be pretty happy.
1: Yeah, and you know what? She's done that, and that's great advice for people who have not reached this level where she currently is. And you do have to get rid of all of that stuff. It's like you have to get rid of your excuses and, and of course I want us to talk more about that too but for her she knows that she's an awesome um singer and everybody tells her that she performs and I mean people are just in awe. And so she makes excuses for why she's not doing it. She keeps saying she's waiting on God. Oh
0: she has okay. a book
1: and she you know she's making excuses. The book is awesome. It will I mean she does everything in excellence but I mean I can't understand why she's stuck. She has a huge support system, and she is stuck.
0: Wow, yeah. Okay. How do you uh, get unstuck? <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Uh, this is a good one. Okay, so, yeah, she's going to have to take off those shackles. I think that, like you said, scared of success. Um, A lot of times it's scary to make that next move because that next move kind of puts you out in that ocean. Right now you're in this small little pond.
1: Things Ooh. are good.
0: We're feeling safe about it, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Going to be a change that's made, and, and maybe sometimes we inevitably don't want to deal with the change. But honestly, the longer we put it off, it's gonna still happen. And Some it's, wow. sometimes you have to embrace it you know, you have to embrace it and say, This is what I know. Things might change. I don't know about her family life, but my husband might react a certain way, my kids might react a certain way, my friends might react a certain way. But I have to do what's right by me because what happens. Ten years down the road from now, when I haven't done that, and I'm so upset about what I've allowed to uh, out, out of my hands, I've, I've left this talent. And if she believes that God has actually helped her with that, God gave her that talent, and she's just turning her back to that. So <laughs> that's what point in time, ten years down the road, and you haven't obtained anything, how upset are you going to be that you didn't do that? And it, it's just you don't want to live like that. You know, I would say if, if she just needs to wipe the fire in her butt, and uh, just realize that there's gonna things that are gonna change, and probably be thankful for it. I and mean, I know it's kind of scary though. Yeah, it,
1: obviously it is very very scary for her and i was reading um, on your web page uh, liveyourtruelife.org that you were talking about the mental um, the negative mental records that we keep playing over and over again and so as you were speaking uh, um, addressing my friend you know i said she's stuck then i then that came to my mind that maybe it's her mental record that she keeps playing over and over again that causes her to not be able to take another step forward what do you think about that
0: That's really, uh, Loretta, that's really smart. You know, that's a deep thought because a lot of times we create these records in our head, and sometimes the problem with these records are uh, these records can be created as a child. Uh, These records can be created in your teens, your 20s. But the problem with these records is there's two types of records. One is the record that you know exists in your head because every time you go out to do something for yourself or to be successful or to put yourself out there, you hear that record saying, you're no good, you, you need to just sit back, you know, there's more people that are more talented than you, don't make a fool of yourself, just, just don't get involved. That's one of the records. The other record could be a record that you don't even hear anymore. Mm-hmm. And so instead of hearing all the negativity and then acting in the negativity, you don't hear it and so you just don't act. And so that's the thing is that sometimes when we get to the ages of 20 or 30, that record might have been playing for a really, really long time. And because it is, right when you're about to do something you really put yourself out there. You don't because there's something in your head that's telling you I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. This isn't going to happen for me. I'm not talented enough. There's other people. I don't want to make a fool of myself. And that's when yeah. you have to sit back and say we are all the hardest judges of ourselves and really kind of get in your mind. And I have techniques to do that of how to find that broken record because we actually act based on that record. Even if we don't know what the record is, we can still find it because we'll act from it. Wow. See, I'm loving this conversation already, I'm, and we're just
1: 10 minutes into it. Okay, so I'm going to um, go to the next thing because I want you to talk about your certification as a master life coach because I think you are, you are definitely a prime example of someone who has the certification. Just by me, just off the cuff, sending you these scenarios and example and you're giving us all this great feedback so i can definitely say it is definitely attributed to you being a a certified master life coach tell us about that process and and how that works
0: oh thank you so much i mean coming from you i mean that's just i really appreciate it you know being a master life coach is well, first of all you have to understand the human condition. You have to understand yourself. Um, you know, prior to doing all this um all the certification and everything, you know, I went through several ten day can't speak to anybody, you know, retreats where you had to really get to know yourself. And mm-hmm. uh it's really interesting, you know, when you lose talk and you can't speak to anybody what your mind will really tell you. But being a master life coach as being certified, you have to go through some vigorous certification. You have to go through some vigorous mind training. And the thing about it is, is that we all, our minds all work differently. So, you know, like what I do with my clients, um, I'm more of a visual person. Some people are more feelers, thinkers. And in order to discuss anything with people, you have to understand what level they're at because if you're a, think, if you're a thinker and they're a feeler and you're trying to explain something and thought and they don't feel it, they're not going to get anything. They're not going to understand it because they're not even speaking their language. Right. You know, so that's like the basis of it. The, the second part is to understand that, you know, everybody has their fault. And everybody has that one thing that they do better than every single person on the entire planet. So there's something that you do besides everything that you do, which is TV, radio, but all that combined, you do something that nobody else can do. And if you can find that thing, and that's what I've figured out, and I've taken past, past the classes, past the certification, if you can find that one thing within each individual that you meet, that person then has the drive to take their lives to a different level. Ooh. Because I have something that nobody else can do. Everybody I meet has this thing that they can do so much better. It's hard for people to find it because they don't believe that they have that within them, mm-hmm. you know, because we've all been kind of beat down a lot, you know, oh, yeah. well, I'm not as good as that, or, you know, you look on TV, and oh, I don't have a voice that great, and I don't sound like Deion Warwick, so I shouldn't go and sing, or I don't, you know, you know you know what I'm saying, or I don't act like, you know, so-and-so, so I shouldn't go out and try to do this, but it's like everybody brings something to the table, and so, as getting a master certification is different from a life coach in the fact that I also do um, a lot of holistic, whole client work. So it's not just let's discuss this problem and figure out the resolution. It's from all sides because, like anybody else, we have different sides of us. You, you have your career, Loretta. You have your personal. You have mm-hmm. you know, working out health-wise. And so all those things have to go together to make a person a happy, healthy person. And so that's kind of where that all comes into play. Wow. Now, that
1: that was profound because I really love how you say um, that everybody in this world has something that they are so good at that nobody else can do as well as they can. They can make a big improvement, not only in their own lives, but in this world is, is what I'm hearing you say. And I love that because I I believe that because I'm a Christian. I know that God gave us all talents and some of us, you know, two or three, depending on how, how you want to really – you know, develop those talents So I, I'm with you on that But it's so sad when you think about it That most people don't understand that Even if, And, and that, that, that statement is profound Whether you're a believer or unbeliever Whether you're rich or whether you're poor Or whatever, it, it doesn't have any boundaries Because we all do have talents That can take us so far in this world If we were to use them And the sad part, like I was saying earlier Is that very few people Really embrace that
0: statement it is sad. It, very few people realize it. And, and the saddest part about it is just that they're really turning their backs. And if, if you are a believer in God, and, 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 or if you're not, but the point is is that we've all been given these gifts, and to turn mm-hmm. your back on it is to turn your back on something that was given to you. And, and I've realized something. It's like if you, if you don't accept what you've been given and you don't make the most you can of it, the gifts will stop. What? Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: that's true. And they're there, you know, but if you don't reach out, it's like I said, okay, I'm going to send Ashley a, what's a real expensive car? A Lamborghini. Okay. And Ashley <laughs> says,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll
1: Ashley says, one. Well, I don't want that. I haven't done anything to deserve, you know, anybody sending me a card and I'm just, you know, it just does not fit with where I am or whatever your excuse is for not accepting that gift. I equate that to the same thing of not taking what you're really, really good at and making something happen. Now, I know I'm not, you know, looking through rose-colored glasses that um, all of us were not meant to be entrepreneurs all of us were not built to be ceos all of us were not built to be you know academy award winners you know in the sense of television however all of us were meant to be great in our own areas and it depends on how great you want to be if you want academy award status or if you just want to you know be within your family and be the best you can be then that's fine then we should reach out to that and we should accept that gift it's like i agree with that totally
0: Oh, I agree with that totally. Because it is—it's so true. It, it depends on what level too. It's if, if you would rather sing in a church and your church and be a part of your church instead of being on Broadway. Th- that's that's where it's at. Because if family means a lot to you, means more to you, and you want to be part of your family, that's great. It's just being mm-hmm. about the best you can be, where you are. Right. Exactly. And and that's
1: all I'm saying on that. So I want to move on to, because I know you were the um, counselor, the um, life coach for Big Rich Texas.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, how
1: was that? I saw the video
0: like i actually know somebody who was on this show. <laughs> so that show so how was that experience
1: great. and how did it come about because i know everybody in dallas texas fourth word you know everybody knows you so i'm not surprised i just want to hear about the process how, how you got to there was it a phone call was it somebody saw you in a restaurant say hey we want you or how does that happen
0: well actually um you know, I have a, a press agent uh here in town and uh her, her name's Michelle Michelle Lamont and so she got a call from uh one of the producers uh with Big Rich, Texas and so they wanted to meet up and I guess they were looking for a life coach um to come on the show. hmm And uh so I guess they had talked to several other uh uh different people and so then they met with me and they were like, I think this is a." Uh, Wow. I think this is the connection. So, so we, uh, we, you know, basically we did one, uh, one shoot, thinking, okay, we'll see what happens. And, and I, and I told, uh, I told, I told Michelle, I was like, I don't want the scripted. I don't want, I just want to be real. And, mm-hmm. and they just need to talk to me about what they're wanting out of this deal. And so we talked and I worked with Kaylin on Big Ridge, Texas and, she was having some issues both personal and family and dealing with her mom and dealing with uh, being estranged from her father and, and all kinds of different issues. So I came in and we kind of worked through some of it and I kind of assumed that was it. And then that's when they call me back again and said, we want you to come back. And so that's when <laughs> I worked with Kaylin. I worked with Kaylin dealing with her dad. And I've I worked with a lot of clients reuniting, especially daughters with their fathers. And, um, I don't know. It's it's it, it, it's good and bad. It's a sad state of affairs, but you can really change it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of girls out there that have bad relationships with their dads, mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's sad because the thing is, is that the same girls take this situation and they look for men under this um, kind of disguise of what a man should be, based upon the fact that they didn't really have a good relationship with their father. So if you can change that around. Usually, the girl involved will actually do something get in her life as well with male entities and uh and I know that that's hard it's kind of hard to explain on the fly like that, but basically, I was working with Kaylin to try to um you know better her relationship with her dad and so then you know after we kind of worked with that, and I guess they ended up shipping her out to California, and then her and her dad actually reunited all right. Um, yeah, so they actually so have a really good relationship.
1: If you were able to do it, start that because you know we know reality TV is um, entertainment, but real life does happen, as you just explained. That real life happened by you being on the show, and now she 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 was uh, reconnected with her father. Now that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's that's reality
1: awesome. TV at
0: its best. It is, and it's not. It wasn't even. It wasn't even planned, which is funny because you know reality TV. There's some things that are reality. I mean, for the most part, it's reality, but there's some things that are completely sideways, something Mm -hmm. that's not expected, you know, and so after not speaking for over two, two and a half years, you know, they're rebuilding their friendship as we speak right now, which is so good because that's going to change Kaylin's life um, exponentially for the rest of her life because instead of regretting issues with her dad and instead of taking things out both both ways, because both of them are not in the right. It takes two people to tango. It takes two people to have issues. Not one.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. her
0: dad needed to step up to the plate. She needed to make some changes, and, and that's what they did. So, I love that. And
1: just that you, that will always be a part of your legacy that you were on that show and how impactful and helpful you were with helping to initiate that. So, that, that is big. Big ups to you. So, I also want, I know you have a book out too. Uh, can we talk oh, about yeah. your book and that writing process and how long it took you? Because I also have a book, and people ask, go, well, how long did it take? That's the biggest question. How long did it take you to write your book? So how long did it take you to write your book, and did you always want to be a writer?
0: Well, you know, my first book uh, took me a while. Like, it didn't take me a while to write it. I ended up having to rewrote re- it five times from scratch, but it took about <laughs> two years to finally get the first book out, you know, uh, the third book, which just came out in December, took a lot shorter time. Once you get used to it and you get used to the process, it gets easier, except for I'm kind of a little bit of a perfectionist, and I'm dealing with that on my personal <laughs> life coaching things, on myself. Oh, and I realize that sometimes you just got to let it go. But, um, yes, and it came out in December, and it's the 10-day challenge to uh, live your true life. Mm-hmm. And It's, uh, That's it's, great. it's Is
1: that a it's Challenge to live your true life. So by day ten, you should be a whole lot further to living your true life than you were if you had not picked up the book.
0: Most definitely.
1: But we all Most know it's more than just reading the book. You really have to implement the the advice and you know do the examples and all that, right? Because it just doesn't happen because you read the book. I'm sure something does, but to to really get what your end result is, you have to do what some of the things are.
0: Well, definitely. And, you know, it's like it's like, and every single day, every single, you know, chapter is really it's a it's a day, and so each thing kind of ends with a personal reflection where you kind of have to take it to the next level. And it's not like homework. I'm not I'm not giving <laughs> out homework, but you know, it's things that you can change in your life. So if you're dealing with negativity or you're dealing with energy suckers in your life, you know, figure out your strategies for dealing with it. You know, after you read the after you read the uh, the day or the chapter. And then start looking around in your real life and seeing who are mirrors in your life. You know what part of of, of your life are they mirroring, mirroring? And so there's a lot of things that you can kind of um, start really understanding your environment. And once you're able to really see what's around you, you can make you can really implement changes pretty quickly.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because the hard work has been done for you. The research, the uh, practical. You know, challenges have been overcome, hopefully, a lot in the book, and so now all you have to do is just read it and try it. You know, what do you have to lose? You don't have anything to lose you know, at best, at worst, you're going to be better than you were even if you just read the book. And, And I love books like that because you really are. You really are better if you just read the book. And then you are so awesome. If you finish the book and implement the advice that's in there, so
0: okay, so three books out already, so okay, okay, I love. Yeah, that. I, I gotta get you a signed copy, Loretta. I gotta get you a signed copy, and you gotta tell me what you think. So I mean, oh, you're I, so I,
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think you're gonna love it because it's just one of those books that it goes really fast to you, and it's not made it's not made to be one of those hard textbooks. It's got some deep stuff in it. It's got some stuff in it that you're not gonna see anywhere else. But it's also uh-huh. going to help, um, you know, to speed up the process a lot because I think we're all at that level where we just need that extra ump sometimes to really just make our life just really work in cohesion. And that's what this book's really about. Mm. Well, and
1: that's like, a that's just like a, 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 how you recharge your battery. You know, like if your battery's dead in your car, you plug it up to another battery that's already fully charged and it starts your battery but you still have to do some work you got to like drive the car, get some maintenance on it so it to be so that the battery will become just supercharged. So that's inspiration. We're just here to to give you a boost of energy so that you can go out and make things happen because that's what happens when you get stuck or when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know all the clichés that people use for when you're not really um thinking that you're living the life that you want to live, like your true life or something like that. So um inspiration doesn't do the work for you. This call, this conversation is not going to get you from A to B, but hopefully it will motivate you to want to go from A to B. That's always my um, hope for, you know, conversations that are had um, on this show. So I know you also, I was looking at, I'm telling you, honey, when I do my research, this team over here, McNair Productions, we do our research, so we we know all about you, Ashley, and the (laughs) fine work that you're doing. (laughs) So can we talk about the weight loss part? Because I saw the video where you had um, helped this guy um, with his weight loss um, journey, and you did call it a journey and not a destination. So can we talk about that?
0: Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, uh, weight loss is, like when we were talking about coaching before, you know, weight loss coaching uh, is directly, you know, related to the physical, mental, emotional state, you know, of each client. And it's just so important because we all have a goal. And so that's where we started with that particular client is that he had a goal um, to lose weight and he made an agreement and it happened to be a new year's resolution that he wanted to lose X amount of weight. And it's hard because first of all, you got to have somebody that's going to be there to help you out. You gotta have somebody to have your back. You gotta have a friend that's gonna say, "Loretta, whoever it is, I, you know, you wanna you wanna lose weight. Let me help you. Let me be there. Let me be your support system." Sometimes that support system could be somebody that's also going through the, the similar process, or it could be somebody that holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good thing. No matter what it is, if it's losing weight, if it's not spending as much money, if it's stopping going to the mall, if it's uh, Slowing down on drinking, if it's quitting smoking, whatever it is, especially with losing weight, you need somebody to hold you accountable as well as you got to be consistent. So a lot of times, I've lost weight too. I mean, I lost, I had a a surgery a few years ago that prevented me from working out and and all kinds of things. And so I lost 15 pounds of solid fat. This was uh, about a year and a half ago. And I had to be consistent. I mean, the first few months, I didn't even lose any weight. And I'll sit there and go, oh, my gosh, I mean, I've eaten everything right. I I have steamed vegetables and fish every night.
1: I work (laughs) out
0: all the time. I have no sweets. I I have no fun, you know, and and I I can't even have more than a glass of wine, you know, at dinner because of the (laughs) calorie count. But then eventually it, it starts working and it becomes that momentum. And if you can just stay with it for the first, I would say that first month is the hardest. And eventually yeah. that momentum starts and you start losing weight and you start seeing results. But there's going to be a time period that you're not going to see results. The biggest thing about weight loss, though, is I kind of created my own diet and I figured out what works and what doesn't. And one of the biggest things you want to rid yourself of is salt. Mm. Um, and, and so uh, that's one of the part of natural life coaches that I'm a, I'm a weight loss coach as well because salt itself is one of those things that – It it might not make you actually gain weight, but it's water weight gain. So when you get on a scale in the morning or you look at your your stomach and you go, oh, I'm so bloated, and it can be a deterrent to really keeping that agreement with yourself. And so eliminating salt, getting rid of that, getting rid of the bloat really helps us pump up our self-esteem um, and then on top of that, it's eating right, and it's eating consistent, and it's being consistent, and it's, you know, getting some workout in, getting some walking in, getting some exercise in, and finding people that are like-minded with you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it can be done. I mean, I even I even lost more weight it, even after I quit smoking. Like, wow, And wow, see,
1: that's... that's- like unheard of, like you said, because most people say, and I've never smoked, so I don't know, but just listening to, um, you know, family members or uh, friends, that when they, they don't want to stop smoking because then they're going to overeat and they're going to gain the weight. So you actually lost weight after you quit smoking. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I did, and it's, it wasn't it, it really any harder, but it was one thing that you couldn't substitute something for another. So a lot of times when we quit smoking, somebody wants to substitute smoking with eating, you know, because that's the next viable. Because food is a drug. Yes. So you know, anything is a drug it, that's not in moderation. And, and that's the thing is that if people abuse food, food is everywhere, you know. And and that's hard because if you're going to change and say, well, I'm not smoking, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat. And so that's kind of the thought process is, is you know, you can still lose it, but you've got to really focus on your goal and maybe make exercise more of the drug. Yeah, or maybe eating well more of the drug, you know, and that's kind of you kind of got to put your thought process in a different mindset, and so that that special was really good uh, on on CBS 11 because um, it really put in perspective that you can actually take a goal and actually make it work, um, but it's all about consistency and having somebody that has your back, having having a you know a partner that can really keep you and saying okay, you shouldn't you know you know probably shouldn't be eating that ice cream or. <laughs> you know, you in the gym, you know, aren't you going to go to the gym? You know, somebody that's really going to hold you accountable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think that's really important because that's how I've been. The, every time that I was able to lose the weight and keep it off when I, because I'm here, I'm there, I'm trying new stuff. And especially because I'm on TV now, people are coming to me with all these friends, Loretta, can you try this because they know if it works for me, guess what Loretta's going to do? She's going to tell the world, right? So I get all these products just basically mailed to me, and, you know, if I'm out somewhere, they want me to try this. And so I don't like adding things, especially if it's a capsule, because I figure, you know, it may do what it's going to do temporarily, but then my body got to figure out how to digest that plastic. So I'm just not filling capsules and all these different shakes and all that stuff. But if you have an accountability partner, you know, they – If they hold you accountable, because I'm one of those persons, when I'm working out with a personal trainer, they have to be really, really strong, Ashley. Because I have this way of, you know, I'm a talker for life. I I get paid to talk, so I can talk my way out of pretty much anything. So I. To have a, a a trainer and a life coach who is so stern and so you know don't become my friend because I, I'm pretty sure I can talk you out of why I didn't do something. So I need somebody <laughs> that's tough like you because I can see you on some of those shows. You're very very tough, and then some <laughs> you're a little more relaxed. And so you have to know you know you have to be that way because your clients are all different, and some things work for this client and won't work for another. And obviously you feel, figured out that balance. So I just want people to understand, don't try to do it by yourself. Make sure you have somebody who's going to be honest. Loretta, you that's know so you had them. some um, cake last night, and you need to hit that gym early in the morning, extra 10 to 15 minutes on the treadmill to kind of balance that out. And thank God I have that kind of person called my mom. My mom, oh, my goodness. That's
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what you need. you got to have somebody that's, that's, that's there for you because You know, the thing is is that we all all are good, and I would assume that you're probably really good at talking your way out of into or out of anything, and, you know, people, you have to have somebody that's going to hold you accountable, you know, and and on top of that, I think that eventually once you see, the problem is it's just the beginning, but once you see results and stuff like that, it usually snowballs, where you begin really loving the way you look, loving the way you feel, Um, but in the beginning, it's just hard because sometimes the results aren't there, or sometimes you feel like you're kind of going backwards, you know, so...
1: Right, right. But the important thing is to hang in there because your body is really making some changes. Sometimes they're not um, easily looked or found on the outside of your body. But when you start exercising, you start eating right, trust me and trust Ashley, your body is changing. It's just microscopic sometimes, and I know for sure that it is, but you got to hang in there. When that scale is not moving, get the um, tape measure out and measure your arms, measure your waist. And I promise, you're going to see some changes. Your body has to change if you start taking better care of it. It's, like, obligated to change. Now, it's going to be a slow process because you're doing it in a very healthy way. So just don't quit. Please don't quit. Yes,
0: definitely. Okay, don't quit. I
1: want to... Um, tell people how they can find you, because my next line of questioning is going to probably take us into infinity, because the topic I want to talk about next um, is relationships. So let's tell people now, while I'm thinking about it, how they can find you after this conversation. Give your, you know, your uh, Facebook, your Twitter account, your uh, website, how can they find Ms. Ashley?
0: Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, for, for all Loretta's listeners, you know, uh, you can find me on Facebook under Ashley Burgess. It's just B-E-R-G-E-S, uh, just E's and S, so B-E-R-G-E-S. You can find me on Twitter, Ashley Burgess, B-E-R-G-E-S. And you can find me um, on my website, which is Org. And um, so if you just put in Google and put in Live Your True Life or even get near that, Live Your, live your True, <laughs> you will find it, and you can get on um, that website as well. And there's a huge blog and then also my radio show's on there too, which for will be on my radio show coming up here this Sunday, um, which is yes. called Perspectives. Yeah, Perspectives. Yeah, we're going to talk about Perspectives. Yes. And so you can hear all past radio shows on that website as well, and then all the blog, and then you can contact me for coaching, um, you know, either in person or phone coaching on that website too.
1: Okay, so you so you do um, phone coaching, so there, you don't have to live in the Dallas area. You can coach anyone all over the beautiful world.
0: Yes, I, right. do, I okay. do phone coaching, and then I also do some personal coaching outside of Dallas. Uh, I do have some clients in uh, Los Angeles. And, uh, but usually those are set up, uh, by, by monthly. So I do that. And then there's a few other cities that I, that I'm at, but sometimes I do the telephone conferencing, which is obviously sometimes easier, especially if it's a situation that needs to be taken care of in a timely manner. <laughs>
1: And I, I encourage everybody to, you know, work with a personal life coach because you can say I can work with my friend, and like I, I kind of joked about my mom helping me with my my, my latest weight loss, but she has been um, able to really keep me more focused longer than anybody has. i got to tell you that, and, and like I said, she just has her own way with me. But personal life coach is so important because friends will, you know, it's hard for them to tell you the truth. It's difficult because they think their friendship is on the line and they love you so much and, you know, they don't want to say that thing that may um, disappoint you or may anger you. But a personal life coach, they they lay it on the line for you because they realize if I'm going to help that person get to their end result, whatever that is for that person, then they have to be very, very almost brutally honest. So um, I have worked with them in the past. I, I have worked as a life coach. So I really encourage everybody to just call her and see if, you know, there's some synergy, first of all, and then if she can help you guys. So make sure you check out her website. So let's talk about perspectives, because like I said, once we start talking about relationships, I'm sure, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I may not
1: remember anything else, <laughs> especially awesome. in the entertainment field. You know, relationships are a little difficult for, um, I, I'm finding that out, but we'll talk about my personal issue in a minute. But let's talk about perspectives, your
0: radio show.
1: How long you been doing it? I know it's Sundays at, is it 8 p.m.?
0: Yes, yes. Sundays at eight Sundays at eight PM yeah, Central Standard Time and um Yeah, it's on uh, it's on five seventy K L I F uh locally in uh, the in, in basically the kind of the Metroplex here in, in Dallas Fort Worth. Um but it's also every Sunday live at eight PM Central Standard Time on iHeartRadio. So on iHeartRadio if you go to iHeart.com, dot com, you can just put in K L I F, Cliff, K L I F and it'll come up the live Uh, broadcast, and the show is called Perspectives with me, Ashley Burgess, and basically the show um, is about dealing with life issues, and this last show that we just had, we discussed uh, what success is defined as, and, you know, we were kind of talking about that Drake song, you know, uh, successful, and how you define success in your life, you know, and I was kind of kidding about the cars and the houses and the clothes and the hose, I was kind of kidding, I was like, I don't know about the hose, I don't know if I need that. But um, but but really, when you put it in perspective, you know, what is it that defines success for you? And we kind of talked about that. We talked about goal setting. Is it real? Is it, is it, is it debunked? And basically we figured out that it's like dreams versus goals. And if you have a great dream, that's a great dream. And, and I love dreams. And I think dreams are great. And I think people should dream all the time. And imagination is wonderful. But at the same point in time, if you have this great dream and you never create a goal or goals, several goals to get there, it's going to stay a dream. And so we talked about that, and then we also talked about the concept of a lot of people sit there and say, oh, well, so-and-so just fell into whatever. You know, they just fell into this. And and I was talking to uh, you. Know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking to a friend of mine. Yeah, it was
1: overnight, but it actually took 25 years. But, you know, I understand exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I was talking about. I had somebody come on, and they were you know, in a band, and get a friend of mine, and they're like, Oh yeah, and I was like, tell them how many gigs you think you played, and they said, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe five thousand. And I said, and out of those five thousand, how many of your friends have made more than ten? Okay, and they were like, oh, you're asking me a lot, but that's the point is that a lot of times. People think they came out of nowhere. Oh, you know, oh, Loretta just started this out of the middle of nowhere. Well, no, no, that's not the case. You know, people work really hard to get where they are. Now, sometimes there are some people that maybe it's maybe a little different scenario, but for the most part, people really put a lot of work into it, and and that kind of also went into the whole concept of haters on one of my previous shows, which was about, like, <laughs> haters in your face versus undercover haters. And you got people that hate your face and just say, hey, I don't like you. And you know what's up, and you're like, okay, I understand that you don't like me. That's fine. But then you have people that are your friends, in quotation marks, that do not help <laughs> you at all, get you where you need to go. You know, what I mean, they're undercover yeah. hating. So when they see you on Facebook and they see something, oh, well, so and so is doing that. Instead of liking it and commenting, they look at it. And they go, uh huh, okay. And it's a subconscious thing in their head, or subconsciously, they're not happy with where they are, and so they don't want to. They don't want to build you up any because they feel like if they build you up or say anything, it's going to bring them down, which is a sad state of affairs, but it happens. And so there's a lot of times when you have to sit there and do kind of a, um, I don't know, like a, like a, like a friend, uh, you got to kind of look at who you're spending time with, you know, and make sure that everybody's on the same level, because it's all about helping everybody. It's not about pushing other people down to get where you want to go. Right. And so that's Definitely kind of like what not. we talk about. Yeah, those okay. are the things we talk about on the show, you know. So, oh, you know, I love one, it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, we were talking about undercover haters for like two shows and people were like, oh my gosh, I love that. And I was like, well, yeah, it's like, you know, when you've got something going on and you're on TV and nobody says anything about it and you have a few friends that bring it up and you're like, well, thank you. And everybody else saw it, but they don't say anything. That's not good. you got to bring up your friends. you got to help them out. you got to be supportive. I mean, you got to love when other people, when things good happen to other people. And yeah, that's and that's so things. difficult for people
1: to do because you you when you were talking about that you were so it was like you were looking into my my world when you were saying that because I I know that that happens and I had posted something on my Facebook page my own Facebook page about you know you should live your life so wonderfully well and do what you want to do so that the haters will you know you'll have more haters because we know why they hate, and it it has nothing to do with that person. It has everything to do with the person who is doing the hating. And this lady says, well, Loretta, um, I don't really agree with that statement because not everybody has haters. (laughs) And I I was like crickets. I'm like, honey, I don't care who you are. From the time that you enter this world, there is somebody who is not going to like you. Everybody in this world has somebody who... more than one, that does not like you, not because of anything you've done to them or because you were mean or you were just too pretty. It's just that people are just so unhappy in this, un, un you know, this hurtful world that they're not going to like you just because. So I do believe, and I stand behind that statement, that everybody, I don't care who you are, there is somebody out there and there probably many people who don't like you. So you got to mm-hmm. understand that. And, and it's not it's just true. the people who are in entertainment or sports figures. It's everyday Joe. There's the people who don't
0: like him, too. So oh, yeah. I mean, to... like, there was, there was there.
1: an interview with
0: Matt Damon that was pretty funny. There was an interview with Matt Damon a few months back, and I can't remember what show it was on, but he was talking about how he loves to, to read the stuff on the Internet, all the bad stuff said about him, because it really puts him in his place. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, non-acting hack. Um, you know, he's got a big head, you know, all these things. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it's easy to sit there and throw attacks from an Internet um, when you're faceless, and and, it, and it's not you out there putting yourself out there. And, and I understand some people just have issues whatever, but for the most part, you're right. I mean, everybody has haters, and a lot of times, like you said, exactly like you said, it's because people are unhappy, and it's not, it's not maybe necessarily always driven by the person they don't like. It's, it's driven by the fact that they really don't like themselves.
1: Right, and and that's it. And then you talked about success. I've got to go back and listen to the archives of that show because I think, for me, success is just relative to that person because, for me, success is more than, now, a few years ago I used to think, you know, the bigger the house, the bigger the car, the more successful you were. But that really today is not my definition of success. Success is being happy with where you are, what you're doing, and that you're making a difference in the lives of other people, not just your own. And when you arrive and you're doing that, I think you're successful. Be it a child, a teenager, uh, you know, a senior citizen, or whatever. If you're helping somebody else and you're happy and you you know you live a life of integrity, then you're successful to me. Now, um, those some people are going to be super duper successful, and you know all of that, and I understand that too, but. I just want people to know, don't think, because you don't have, you know, big houses and cars and, you know, a ton of things behind your name that you're not successful too. So I just want people to understand that. So oh, we're going to have a ball, Ashley. Oh, and we're going to have to do this show, first of all, more than once, because we only have 15 minutes, and I have yet to get to relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for it. Whatever you say, I'll be on again. <laughs> and I have yet to take a phone call. So, callers, you know how it is on this show. When I get, it's it's about my guests, and I know you have questions, so you can Facebook me. And some of the things that I've said has has come from Facebook or Twitter. So, but um, if you can get a call in, maybe we'll take one. I don't know, but um, so Ashley, I really admire what you're doing, and, and and that you are so easy to talk to. It feels like I've talked to you before, and I never have. And we're just flowing in the flow Uh-oh, of things.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yeah, we, we we just talked right before the show. I mean, well, I, I called in. I was like, Hey, how you doing? No, it's it's but that's the way it is. It's like you know, people for the most part, you, you get along with people, and, and it's great interaction. You know, and it's I mean, you're such a great talk show host, it's just so easy, you know. Oh, you're sweet. You
1: are too, you are too. And you know what it is, what I'm finding, and and I get that a lot, that's because I'm Loretta McNary. Not in the sense that I'm Loretta McNary a personality or whatever. I am uniquely, authentically, transparently who I am. Which awesome. I found liber, liberates other people to be who you are, because I'm going to accept you, I'm going to love you, I'm not going to be negative to you, regard- whoever you are. I don't care about all that other stuff. I have never cared about. It. I wasn't raised. My mom and dad made sure we didn't care about outside anything. We care about the inside of a person. So, and I treat people that way. I don't. I don't care about that.
0: And and that's so, awesome.
1: that's I, way to live. yeah, and I know. Yeah, I was going to say, and you are. Um, you were born in Memphis, so we have so much in common. You know, we should really get together and do some kind of event. You and I, I will do we will do something.
0: Yeah, I do you're
1: from Memphis, I'm from Memphis. You have a radio show, I have a radio show.
0: You wrote a book, I wrote a book. <laughs> See, I mean, we got a lot in common. I mean, Memphis is great, too. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, hey, I'll, heck, I'm from Memphis, Oh, I, mean, that's, that's, I know, I love it. The great place people. To be great people are
1: from Memphis, I tell you. And I'm just glad that, you know, people that are from Memphis and they've gone on to do even greater things, they still will tell you I'm from Memphis and, and say it proudly. That means a lot to me. So, oh, let's yeah. see. Um, well, this clock is just ticking because I want to just slow it down a minute. I have a ton more questions to ask her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a ball.
0: Another
1: hour. Can we, you know? Can we just slow down everything else? And um, and I love your um, your picture for your radio show. You absolutely embody all that's great about Dallas, Texas. I mean, you you have. It's like you're so powerful and so tall, but yet you're you're easy to talk to. Is what your picture says to
0: me. So I, I I like that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It, it, it's funny because my voice is uh my voice is kind of uh, interesting. Uh, I, I have a little funny little antidote, real quick, off to the side. I don't know how colorful this might be, but um, <laughs> when I was young, when I was younger, I remember there was like like some events that I'd go to, and I'd have to fly out there, and so I'd be on the phone with people before I got there, and they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I'll meet you at the airport, pick you up." And I would get off the plane, and they'd have the sign. And I would walk up to them, and they'd be like, No, no, you're not Ashley Burgess. <laughs> and then I would finally open my mouth and like, Oh my gosh And I was like what? And they're like, I was expecting a quite a larger woman <laughs> somebody that looked like they could beat me up and <laughs> I was like, Okay I go, My bad, I go, my voice can be deceiving, you know? Um
1: but yeah, so that's
0: always kinda of funny. I remember that when I was younger, I was like, Okay, yes, no, but I'm 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 her <laughs> Did yeah, so you actually have the big voice going. when you were little? Oh, my gosh. It's like Ashley. my whole life. My whole life oh, I really? wanted to have, My whole life I always wanted to have that really cute, high voice. I can't even do it. Like that really high, cute little voice, bubbly <laughs> voice that all like that like, the cheerleader girls would have in school. And I'd be like, oh, you know, Lindsay's got the greatest voice or Tracy or whatever. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had a voice like that. I wouldn't even try to prank call, you know, people like in middle school. And I would try to change my voice, and they'd be like, "Hey, Ashley, they'd say that voice." And um, and it was just crazy, you know. I always wanted that high voice, but uh, I didn't get it, and I never got an older brother either. My mom said it was a little late to ask for that. Um, so there's a few things I haven't gotten. Um, uh, those two things, but you know, it it all it's all good, you know. It's sometimes your voice. You always want that really cute little high voice, you know, like, but it just didn't happen, so. Oh, and sometimes
1: that can be overly irritating, you know. And so, I, But your voice is so unique, and it's so funny that, you know, you see your pictures, most people will see you before they hear you. So they're already, you know, engaged, want to be engaged with you, so the voice does not, you know, determine whether or not they're going to talk to you. It doesn't intimidate them once they get to, you know, see your picture and they read about you. So, But, yeah, you have a unique voice, and that's what makes you ready for radio and TV because it's unique. So you, well, that's
0: well, you. your trademark. That's your trademark. You. So well, it's funny. Like I've had people, I've had people at their house like well, you know doing something, making you know they'll 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 have the TV on in the background, they're or cooking or something, and they'll run out of the kitchen. I heard Ashley, where was she at? And, and, they, and they said, oh there you were on the TV, and I was like, oh yeah, you know we were, we kind of laugh about it, but I was like, oh at least I got your boy, I got you out of the kitchen to go check out the TV, so. At least the voice is working on something, but yeah. But when people meet me the other way around, it's just pretty funny, you know. So when they when they hear the voice, then they meet me. That's that's really funny. So that's, that's good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I used to get laughed at and picked on because I had this voice as a little girl because my mom and dad were just, you know, they knew that first impressions were first impressions. They, they just prepared us for the real world. And so we couldn't, like, talk slang around my parents. We couldn't talk broken English. We couldn't do any of that. So um, I would always get teased and people would say, you know, I was this and I was trying to be that and, and all my life. And so, again, I'm having the last laugh because now I get paid to talk. So you know the irony of that. So just be careful, kids, of what you're being teased at and what you don't like about yourself, because that's what's going to set you apart and help you really make a big mark in this world. So that's
0: I just so to true. say that. that's and, true, and it works
1: every time. If you talk to other people, you'll hear that they said the thing that they didn't like growing up or what they got teased about, and now they're making money using that talent, their skill, or that uniqueness. Then they too will have the last laugh all the way to the bank. <laughs>
0: I want to laugh. So I, you, I want to laugh to the bank. <laughs> you, you just do it. You just laugh when you go to the bank. You know,
1: you're already Love doing it. it. So I know you. You specialize in a lot of different areas as a certified master life coach, and we talked about several of them briefly. It, it by no means touched the, you know, the.
0: It, it was not
1: the totality of those areas, but we're just loosely touching on them, like the weight loss and the. Um, Uh, You know, we talked about addictions and how, you know, even food can be a drug. And we didn't really get a chance to talk about your strategic business coaching for individuals and national blue chip companies. And I wanted to talk, and we didn't get a chance to talk about entertainment much, other than us, you know, you and I being in that field that can kind of, you know, you can work with them on that too. And relationships, that's so key. And when I say relationships, I'm not only just between, you know, intimate relationships between a man and a woman or, you know, whatever. I was talking about with, you know, your children, with your mom, and with your friends, because those relationships are also important. And I think the one thing, what makes a healthy relationship in either of those scenarios, Ashley?
0: What makes a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. is uh, respect Yes. and understanding and um, realizing that... (laughs) That person is not in your mind, and they don't mind-read, even though you might think they can sometimes, but they don't. (laughs) And you have to just tell them what's going on and express it in a way that, you know, shows that they're valued in your life. And even though we sometimes, you know, have arguments and, and arguments and fights with other people, it's fine. That's healthy sometimes, but it's just to, you know, respect them enough to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling or this is how you're Whatever you're doing is is is, is having you feel at this time and expressing it in, in a way that people can kind of understand and realize they're not under attack.
1: Mm, yeah, and that that works too. Corporately, when you have respect for other people, you don't have to like the people you work with. It, it helps, but if you would just have respect for them, then that would make life easier on your jobs for everybody. If you just respect them, you don't have to like get like out of there. We we put too much. Um, emphasis on our feelings, you know, in relationships, especially when we say if I like somebody or I don't like them. Well, that's okay. But you do have to or should respect people because that will help everybody be a little more comfortable and you can work together as a team. So I like that that was the first word that you said when we started talking about healthy relationships because I agree with you. Respect is huge. It is huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the respect is key. So
1: you have uh, what's next for you what you 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 always on the news in Dallas you're always
0: being
1: quoted you you have over a half a million you know you google you get all these pages of Ashley Burgess that she's doing this magnificent work here on this earth so what's next for you what what is it that you know what's your goal for you what was next what would you like to happen next
0: Well okay yeah I'm like well you know, my goal is to continue to do what I'm doing, but my goal is to, I'd like to have a TV show, um, because I, and I love radio. I'm trying to work right now on syndication on the radio show, uh, in, and I love radio in its capacity. Uh, the only the only drawback sometimes is I can paint this picture, and I can paint this picture, and, and people can understand the picture to a degree. But, you know, TV is a medium. Uh, I can paint the picture, and you can see the picture. And so sometimes there's no question in, in what I'm talking about versus what's really happening. And so sometimes, in order to really pop an idea into people's heads and really get things going and jiving and working and all this great stuff, is that it's all melting, you know, meshing and melting and the momentum's happening. And when you can all understand where everybody's coming from at the same time. And so I'd like to do a TV show, um, you know, something maybe weekly, maybe maybe daily would be even great actually in the future. Um yeah. And then you know. Just keep, uh, you know, I'd like to start working with some other people, too, all over, you know, this this great nation and really just start helping people realize, you know, truly who they are and really uh, understanding that they can change this world. They can be the change that they want to see in this world. They can and they do impact people on a daily basis, but to understand that realistically and understand that everything they do is being watched by somebody else that's looking up to them. Um and so that's definitely where I I'd like to continue to go and 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 uh you know and then maybe syndication as well on this radio show working on that too and you know just trying to get the word out because the more people that can hear the message the better it is and the message seems to be contained uh only to, to a small group it just doesn't seem right and uh um, yeah. so that's that's what I'm really working on and because I just think it would just be a such a such a great world, even better world than it already is, if everybody can just kind of get this information. That, like we're talking about today, I mean, there's so many people that could really use this information, and really could use this. You know, it, it might take a little while to drum into the brain, or it could be an immediate. You know, you know the the, the engines are on, and they're okay. Now I've figured it out, and that's what I'll, that's what I want to do, and I just don't want to limit it. So that's kind of where i i hope to see uh that's where my goals are uh shorter medium and long term i guess <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, your passion for wanting people to really live, as you say, their true life just comes out, especially um, when you start talking about your immediate plans and the goals that you have and the things you want to see happen. And it's so unselfish of you to want to do these things, not so much for people to know your name and to build you up, but you were saying that you want people to get this information so that their lives can be better. That was profound. I love that. I absolutely love that that's what you are about, because that's what I'm about too and you know it helps yeah. of course because you, you have to have some kind of some kind of fame and recognition to be able to reach people on a large scale and to be on TV and radio and you're doing that Ashley don't ever think you're not you're, you're touching people you're touching you know hundreds of thousands of people because when you make one person feel good then they're going to go and share it and even if they don't people will see the new them and then they'll start asking the questions and of course at the end of that answer will be Ashley the Burgess I heard her say something. I saw her do something. And so you are changing the world, girl. You are doing it.
0: Well, I, you know, Loretta, you are too. And I'm just so glad that we have come together on the show. And, and I look forward to you being on Perspectives with Ashley Burgess on Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time this Sunday. And I yes. look forward to doing more shows with you. And I look forward to having this Memphis connection where we start, you know, <laughs> doing some stuff, really drumming up, you know, and getting people going. We are.
1: Not goodbye This is see you next time And thank you so much For taking the time Out of your busy schedule To be my guest today I'm excited about Sunday I will do my best to promote And to be a great guest for you Thank you everybody so much For listening to Loretta McNary Live It is because of you That I'm able to do this Tuesday through Friday And because of you um, I'm a better person Because I hear your stories And I try to share them So as always Think positive Dream big dreams Help someone along the way And we'll see you Very very soon Bye-bye, everybody.